0: Thank you. We applaud because the Word of God, the Bible says is supreme and He has has appointed His Word and His name above all and that's why we are excited whenever the Word of God is being shared. We have about 30 to 40 minutes before we finish today. Let me just explain briefly what's going to happen. I'm going to share a thought from the Bible and then I'm told we're going to play a game. Is that right? And while we're playing the game, Uh, all the other services in different parts of the building, the youth, the creche, the kids, they're all going to come and join us in here. And then we're going to have our child dedication service as well. How many England fans are disappointed with last night's result? Was it last night? Friday night. We drew against the Americans. We need help, don't we? Um, But I was thinking... Disappointment exists because expectation exists. You can't have disappointment if you didn't have expectation. So, I wonder what it is about Jesus that helps us to overcome disappointment. Maybe you have disappointment in your life this morning and you've been asking for help to overcome disappointment. Could it be possible? That the way God helps you overcome your disappointment is by helping you have a fresh perspective on your expectation. Because when expectations are aligned with the will of God, then the will of God always prevails. The will of God always works. The Bible says, many are the purposes in a man's heart, but the purposes of the Lord will always be established. So we can have things that we think about, scheme about, plan about, but God's will will always prevail. I want to read a story from the Old Testament. that's going to come up on the screen if possible. And it's a story of a man called Naaman who was a commander of the army of the king of Syria. It says, he was a great man with his master and in high favor because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was a mighty man of valor and he was a leper. Now the Syrians on one of their raids had carried off a little girl from the land of Israel and she worked in the services of Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, Would that the Lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went and told his Lord, thus and so spoke the girl from the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, now go now and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he went taking with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold and 10 changes of clothing. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel which read, When this letter reaches you, know that I have sent you to Naaman my servant that you may cure him of his leprosy. Let's hold that verse. So Naaman is sending a letter from one king to another and saying, Here's my letter to say, can you cure me of leprosy? And the king is like, the Bible says, he tears his clothes. Next verse. He tears his clothes and he says, am I God to kill and make alive that this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Only consider, this is how he's trying to seek a quarrel with me. Some of the, ex, some of the disappointment that exists in our life exists because we have put our trust in people. We have put our trust in, in people, and we've made them our gods, but they were never meant to be our gods. And Naaman is saying, I'm going to be healed from leprosy, comes to a king and says, can you heal my leprosy? And the king is like, what's he talking about? I can't cure leprosy. Could it be possible that on this child dedication Sunday, one of the reasons that Jesus said, let the little children come to me. One of the reasons Jesus said, the kingdom of God Belongs to such as these. Could it be possible. That children know how to trust well. They just know how to trust well. They know how to trust well. They know how to trust well. One of the things that I uh, uh, have to be so cautious. To listen to at home. Is the words coming out of my seven year old's mouth. He says. Dad you promised. You promised. He's not aware of my limitations or my day or what's happening with me. He's just aware that I have given him a word. The Bible says all of God's promises are yes and in him they are amen. What does the word all mean? All means all. Let's imagine on average every person in this room has about 10 promises of God over their life. It's about 150-200 people in the building today. So if that was true, maybe there are about 1,500 promises just in this room. How many people are there in the world? Maybe about 8 billion. Imagine every human being has the promise of God over their life. Maybe 10 promises. How many promises is there? 80 billion? I don't know. All of God's promises are yes. And in Him they are Amen. And today on this child dedication Sunday it would be amazing if we went away saying God give me childlike faith to trust only in you and completely in you knowing that all of God's promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. I believe this morning, many of you are going to be healed from your disappointment because you're going to turn to God and say, God, it is you I trust and only you I trust. Some of us just need to turn around from putting our our expectation in systems and governments and people and we've been hurt again and again. That's not to say we we, 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 we disengage with people and we grow hard hearts. No, our hearts remain strong, but we know that we only trust in God. And God alone. The Bible says some may put their trust in horses and some may put their trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord. If you're here this morning and you want God to heal you of every disappointment, why don't you receive right now the ability to trust simply because the Holy Spirit is here to realign your expectation to say, put your trust in God and God alone. He comes to a man and says, heal me. And he says, no, I can't heal. So he goes to the real solution now, verse 8. When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent to the king saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come to me that he may know there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots, stood at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored and you shall be clean. Watch out, disappointment again. Naaman was angry and went away saying, Behold, I thought he would come out. He will stand. He will call on the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the place and cure the leper. Are not my rivers, the rivers in Damascus, Abana and Parfa, much better than the water of Israel? If I wanted to take a bath, I could have done that at home. Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. The second reason why disappointment exists Is because expectation exists towards God. To act a certain way. Not just that our expectation is from people. Because sometimes that's the cause of our disappointment. Now Naaman has come to God. To the prophet. And he's saying. If I come to a prophet. This is how I thought he was going to act. I thought he was going to come and meet me. Have a conversation with me. Wave his hand over where I've got the sickness. And heal me. Instead of that he sends a servant to come and talk to me and tells me to go have a bath. And he's angry, disappointed because he's come to the right source, the prophet, but he's asking for the prophet to behave a certain way. You'll be amazed at the number of disappointments that are in this room. Because you knew how God was going to turn around and do something for you. You knew who He was going to use. You knew exactly what time He was going to come through. You knew what He was going to do with your life. You knew. You thought you knew. God knew. You thought you knew all about God's plans and how He was going to act. He keeps telling you He's love and He's good and He's kind and He's merciful. But you have all sorts of expectations of how He's going to move, when He's going to move, through whom He's going to move, and you have it all figured out. And some Sometimes God just has to mess that plan up because that's another idol you have created for yourself because you now think you have expertise on the God that cannot be explained. No, we don't know God. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. I love this scene in the Chronicles of Narnia when somebody's talking uh, to another, I can't remember, two people were, were talking to each other and they're asking about Aslan and says, what's Aslan like? Is he saying? safe and the, and the other person says safe who said anything about safe he said but i'll tell you he's good here's the thing that's promised god is good he's a good god He is love, but He has never promised to fit in your box, fit in your expectation, fit with your expectations, fit with how you thought He was going to move. And sometimes we just have to come to a place and say, I want to be like a child where I don't know anything about anything. I don't know and I don't want to know. I don't know and I don't need to know. Because if you try and figure God out, and God doesn't come through the way you thought He was going to come through, you will again find yourself in a place of what? Disappointment. Why? Because expectation exists. Number one, disappointment exists because expectation exists in the wrong place. Number two, disappointment exists because expectation exists from God, but you expect Him to move the way you want Him to move. So His His uh, His servants. He's got a good team around Him. Look at what they say. Verse thirteen. Next slide. But his servants came near and said to him, My father, it is a great word that the prophet has spoken to you. Will you not do it? Has he actually said to you, wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped himself... Seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of the God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. So his servant said, My father, it is a great word the prophet has spoken to you. Will he not do it? Has he actually said to you, Wash and be clean? One of the versions says, the, His servant said to him, If he had asked you to do something way more difficult, you would have done it. But all he did was say, Go have a bath, and now you're offended by it. The third reason disappointment exists is because we think we can get something out of God through our hard work, through our striving. If I just pray a little bit more, God's going to come through. If I give a little bit more, God's going to come through. We have a formula. If I'm a bit more holy, God will like me a bit more. And we try and think, because his servants in one version says, if we can have it in another version, it will show you that he said, if this man had asked you to do something harder, you would have said, oh yeah, I can do that. That's why he He prepared himself, the Bible says, with horses and clothes and money. He thought, I'm going to impress the profit with all of my offerings and my wealth and if I show my prophet how, 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 how hungry I am and how, how much of my effort is involved, then surely something will happen. He says, no, no, go, go dip in the Jordan seven times. He dips in the Jordan seven times and his flesh is made completely well. Number three, the reason why disappointment exists is because you think God needs to reward your effort. God needs to reward your hard work. God needs to reward your striving. Don't get me wrong, God's plan and will is for us and the works of our hands to be blessed. That is His desire and His heart. But you can't use that to manipulate God to receiving the outcome that you want. Yeah, God, but I've been praying for 10 years. What does that actually mean? That means you think. That a ten year prayer is somehow meant to impress God now. No, God is not impressed by our sacrifice. He is only impressed by one sacrifice, and that sacrifice has already been made on the cross of Calvary. And that is why we come. We come not invoking our sacrifice, but invoking the greatest sacrifice of all, the sacrifice of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection on the cross. I come not because of my striving, I come because of his free gift that is given me in Christ Jesus. And so when we turn our eyes away from our hard work and focus on his sacrifice, we get over our disappointment we get over our expectation and we get into a place of receiving isn't it amazing that the only thing God is pleased with is the gift of Christ on the cross if we could do it ourselves Jesus did not have to come so today I want to pray and I wonder in which these three categories you find yourself in perhaps disappointment exists in your life Because you have put your trust in the wrong place. Number two, perhaps disappointment exists in your life because you have put your trust in God. But you had a formula for how he should act and how he should move and how he should speak. And when he should move and who he should move through. And you're disappointed. Number three, perhaps you're disappointed because you thought you would impress God by your striving by your hard works, by your sacrifice. And so you saw somebody stand up and release a, a testimony or a story and say, I went on a on a fast and I prayed for three days and I got this breakthrough. Thought, oh, well, I can do one better, so I'm going to do four days and nothing happens. You think, what went wrong there? Today on this Child Dedication Sunday, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to heal disappointment. He who wants to heal disappointment. By what? By just re- Recalibrating your expectation, recalibrating your trust to simply trust Jesus. I'm a leader and I lead people and it's always such a joy when people simply trust and simply obey. Some people make obedience so complicated and you almost need an entire year to get them to move from one place to the other. Because it's all about them and their way and how they want it. And you'll see such people are always stuck in their walk with God. Perhaps you are stuck in your walk with God. And today God wants to give you a gift of childlike trust. Are you disappointed today my friends? God wants to heal your disappointment. Because disappointment exists. Because expectation exists. For a moment of privacy. Would you close your eyes. I'm going to pray today. That God will heal. Every disappointment. That exists in this room today. Father in the name of Jesus. We pray that if there is anybody here. Disappointed. Because they have put their trust. In the wrong place. Heal that disappointment, we pray. Maybe you're here today and you've put your trust in systems, in people, and they have let you down and you are disappointed. Today, Father, I thank you for healing. We put our trust in you, you alone. Some may put their trust in horses, some may put their trust in chariots, but we put our trust in the name of the Lord. Father, some of us are disappointed because we've come to you, but we wanted you to move a certain way, act a certain way, act at a certain time, do certain things through certain people. Lord, we say today we're sorry, we're not God, we're not you. You are God and we are not. So we trust you with your time, with your way, how you do things. And thirdly, Lord, sometimes we are disappointed because we believe our striving should somehow impress you to making you love us more. Thank you that there is nothing that we can do, nothing we can do, nothing we can add to what you have already done. Nothing we can do. So we say we come and we trust simply. And if there is any disappointment in the room today, We command in Jesus name Let that disappointment be healed Every person that is spiritually stuck Because God is saying the same thing to them Over and over again And they find it so hard to obey So hard to yield So hard to surrender So hard to just trust Because it's got to all make sense No A child follows Not because it makes sense A child follows Because it trusts and loves the one that is leading. Father, in Jesus' name. I truly believe today people are going to get breakthrough in obedience, in humility, in surrender. Some of you are struggling because you're saying, God, I I want another word. I want you to lead me. Hey, obey the last word God gave you. Obey the last word God gave you. But I find it so difficult. It's because you don't trust simply. You want it all figured out. A child does not obey because he understands or she understands. A child obeys because he or she simply trusts and loves the one that's leading the child. God is good. And he wants to lead you today. Will you surrender your heart to him if you are here today and you do not know Jesus? Today will be a great day to simply trust him to simply say yes to Jesus if you are here today and you do not know Jesus I want to lead you in a very simple prayer many people here who are followers of Jesus Christ will also pray that prayer with me say Jesus I believe that you died and that you rose again I give you my life and I receive yours I trust simply And I follow you today. In Jesus name. Amen. I believe if you've prayed that prayer. It's that simple. And you've made a decision to become a follower of Jesus Christ. Do not do life on your own. Please would you connect with us via our website. Or one of our welcome booths at the back. We'd love to get to know you. Take your details and connect with you. And for every person. That is battling disappointment. Mark this date in your diary. God is going to give you the grace to trust and to trust simply. Faith is not complicated. Faith is simple. It simply trusts and loves the one that's leading. Jesus is our leader. The Holy Spirit is our guide. The Father is who we all belong to. And the Father has good plans. So we thank you for that trust. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's appreciate Jesus for the faith that we have in him. Simple faith. And the disappointment that will come. The media team, can you just make sure that on the microphone, if you've put upper or lower cuts on the mic, can you remove that, please? It's disturbing me as I'm talking. If you can remove that, that would be awesome. Great. Mark, I believe we've got a game. Are you ready? Over to you. Thank you so much.